Welcome to the Games and Junk Podcast. My name is Jason Ariola, your usual host, and joining me today is Vanessa Cahill. Hello. Formerly Vanessa Maestas, in case you're confused. So, <laughs> This is the same Vanessa that has been doing the Nintendo podcast with me for the entirety, and the one who also does everything on the website, so, you know, if, it, if, there, if it's broken, uh, it's probably my fault. I probably screwed up something anyway, but... If it works, it's probably her doing so. We've got a little bit of notes here. We're going to go down, and I think I gave you enough time to kind of ponder over most of this, and hopefully you could tell which was my thoughts and which I actually put down as facts. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little little exploratory with my, with my thoughts on some of this stuff. But So the first little bit of news that Nintendo released out was that Zelda is confirmed for both the Wii U and the NX, and um, I think it was a surprise to nobody. I, this was definitely looking like a Twilight Princess thing from the get-go. I was pretty much hoping for it because I have, as usual, have no plans of buying an NX until, you know, years after you're like, yes, the NX is a good system. <laughs> <laughs> Once I've told you about 45 times is when you'll make the dive on it, basically. Exactly. The same as last time. So I'm, I'm pretty, I was pretty pleased when I saw that that was coming out uh, for the, the Wii U also. Yeah. Well, it was originally slated for the Wii U. I, I didn't see them bumping it over to the NX. I think, uh, I think if they did that, that would have been a major shift to the, you know, 10 million, maybe, Wii U, Wii U owners, which mm-hmm. so- sounds like a lot, but considering the PlayStation 4, I think, is at like 30-something million already? Not, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And they had like a year and a half, a year and a half head start, I think? So. I know, that's pretty sad. Yeah, not looking good. So, it's definitely like a Twilight Princess. It does make me wonder, like, which is the leading platform for this? I'm, I'm imagining... I guess this is going to get into NX speculation too, just a hair, but you have to think like the NX is at least as powerful as the Wii U, which is a good sign, at least. It's not going to be like... Although at this point, like, it's getting to where the the joke was the the Wii was like two GameCubes duct taped together. <laughs> which seemed about right graphically when you kind of look back at it now, so... The one thing I do wonder is how the, like, like what the gamepad is going to be adding into we'll just call it Zelda Wii U for now, or the next Zelda. Um, because whatever that has, I wonder if they're going to be adding anything similar to that in the NX, and then what that means for like what the NX is actually going to be. Yeah, I, I mean, like, also, I, I don't know, I don't, with looking at Twilight Princess, I don't really see a huge benefit to having the gamepad for that, so I'm hoping that they at least do something for the next one. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you didn't pick up Wind Waker, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, it's effectively the same thing for the Twilight Princess. It's a lot of like map stuff on the bottom and inventory management. I've, I have literally done nothing with the gamepad when I play Twilight Princess. I tried it for yeah, maybe twenty minutes, and I was like, no, I'll just use the Pro Controller or whatever that one is called—the one that looks like a three sixty pad, basically. Yeah, thank God for that. Thank God yeah. for that <laughs> that was yeah. the best decision they made with this console. It's giving us a yeah. Pro Controller. Yeah, giving us a legitimate controller, not this gigantic tablet with buttons attached to it thing, too. So, you know, it yep. kind of reminds me of, um, ever see, like, those, well, I'm sure you remember them, like, remember, like, when we were selling PSPs at GameStop and they would throw in those, like, those big grips on the side of it or whatever? Oh, yeah, those things, the little, ex- like, like, controller extensions for the PSP. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it, re- that's kind of what the, uh, the gamepad reminds me of, just less, uh, just less comfortable, I think. Yeah. kind of really sad so um we'll get to it later but yeah the using the gamepad's not my favorite thing but that's something we'll, we'll get to towards the end of the segment um so zelda's going to be launching in march uh which is going to coincide with the nx's it's kind of one of those things it's like this is 
I, I guess it's nice that we've got a window finally, but at the same time, it's like, well, this is an odd time to launch a console in March. It's like, yeah, we don't, we definitely don't want the holiday sales or anything like that, you know. I think Nintendo is always confused about that, though. I think because when did the Wii the Wii U launch? Was that that wasn't timed well? Was that? I think they just kind of were like, hey guys, we're launching the Wii U. Don't tell your yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and believe me, nobody told their friends apparently by the sales numbers. So. It's sort of one of those things where, like, Nintendo does just kind of launch stuff whenever it feels like it. If I remember right, the 3DS even launched in, like, a March period. God, I wish I remembered that one. Um, I'm looking it up now. It looks like the Wii U, U did launch in November, so that at least is a good sign for Nintendo. And, the, yeah, the 3DS launched in February. In February. Okay, see, that's see the February one's a weird one. November's a good time to launch, although... Maybe maybe this is kind of them looking at it like, oh, we didn't do very well with the Wii U, and that launched in November, and the uh, <laughs> 3DS launched in the you know first quarter of the year, and that did just fine. But you know that might have more to do with third party support than, than anything Nintendo. But hey, whatever. So Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo and third parties getting along since never. So one little bit of like thing like kind of factoid about this whole whatever this new zelda is going to be called or the wii u is going to be the first nintendo system that hasn't had its own exclusive zelda game oh yeah huh it is a very odd little like fact because i started trying to think of like something that had it or something that didn't have it but i mean even the nintendo 64 which didn't sell gangbusters it had two unique two great ones (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like yeah, I mean, you know, Ocarina of Time, you know, definitely makes it up there on the, you know, top 10 list of best games ever made consistently. And Majora's Mask is a little bit of an oddity, but still kind of thought of as a pretty solid one, especially now that the 3DS release has come out and it made it a little bit more, I suppose, playable. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't flop like the Skyward Sword. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> even even the Wii got Skyward Sword. So, granted, it wasn't a great Zelda, but it did get its own Zelda game that hasn't mm-hmm. been available elsewhere. So, um, yeah, because the only thing the Wii U has is an HD port of Wind Waker and an HD port of Twilight Princess. I mean, granted, both fantastic Zelda games, but not its own unique or its own. What about um, skew. Hyrule Warriors? Does that count? That doesn't really count. Uh, <laughs> no. That was was that Wii U though? Yeah, it is Wii U. I'm not really counting it, um, but yeah, it's 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 really just like a Dynasty Warriors game. It just kind of beats stuff up, and there's really there's a plot, but it reads like a fan like a fan fiction thing at its core. So, and there's <laughs> let, really no. Oh, go ahead. I said they let the intern pick that one. You know, yeah, probably. I think that's yeah. It's it's really weird. Yeah. You know, it might be worth, like, a rental if you can pick it up sometime, but as far as, like, purchasing it, I don't really recommend it. I think I even rated it, at like, a two-star when mm. I reviewed it last, or two years ago, so. I mean, you know, Zelda, I don't think is, it's not really that, like, plot-heavy or anything like that. It's not known for its, like, you know, amazing narratives or anything, but the story in Hyrule Warriors was just excessively silly, I suppose is the word. Yeah. Even the Game Boy Color, I mean, that got Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. And that's sort of its own separate console, even, you know? It's sort of separate from the Game Boy. I would call it separate. Yeah. Um, you know, Game Boy Advance got Minish Cap. Oh, yeah. That was a cute DS, game. DS got two of them. I mean, I wasn't really particularly great or fond of either one of them. I didn't think they were that great. But, you know, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. 
And, you know, the GameCube, which was another one of those systems of Nintendo's that didn't sell very well, it got two games, and I think it got two of the best Zelda games. It got Wind Waker, and it got Twilight Princess, which are both in HD on the Wii U, which has been an odd thing, so. I, I really love the Wind Waker. The game, I really like the GameCube. I should just release the GameCube again. With better games. <laughs> well, I don't even know about better games. I think we just need more games. More games. Mm-hmm. It had a it had a pretty solid library. Like even when I go to like retro shops, it's like there's just, the GameCube section is always tiny, which is kind of sad and pathetic to see. Mm-hmm. It is. I actually just had to go uh, pick up an Xbox controller yesterday, like original Xbox. And I was looking through the GameCube section. I was like, oh, this is even smaller than the Xbox section. This is kind of sad. May I ask why you were picking up an Xbox original controller? <laughs> um, you know, oddly, I don't know where any of the ones I have are. I was double checking to make sure my Xbox worked. And I did have a controller. So you can't really do anything with the games unless you have a controller, of course. So I needed that. And yeah, so I ran down and got one. And of course, then I find out my Xbox doesn't work. It won't read discs. So that's, yeah. So thankfully, they're like $40 or something like that. So it's not really a big investment to get another one. But still, it's kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. It's like my first system I've really ever had fail on me altogether. Now you can use it as a weapon. If a killer comes in, you just throw the Xbox at him and he dies immediately. That is very true. I mean, we could truly bludgeon somebody to death with that thing. If I can lift it. That's yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. I have to be able to get it over my head first to be able to throw it at him, so. <laughs> Who needs the gym? I move Xboxes. <laughs> Go, getting away from the Xbox thing. I, I think, like, the interesting question here is, what exactly happened? Did Zelda get delayed and they had to push the NX back? Or did the NX get delayed and they just decided, well, we're going to hold Zelda back? It, either way, I think it kind of shows that Nintendo's really, really kind of betting the house on this Zelda, like, really moving the NX. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a guess, I was I, I'm thinking that they delayed the NX and they decided to hold back because I can't imagine that they're going to want to launch with a game which is essentially a port, say, six months later or even three months later. I think they need something like an immediate sell, something that's going to get people excited and possibly out to the stores to go get an NX. Because uh, right now, I mean, you know, we haven't seen anything because they haven't announced anything, but just, you know, the way the Wii U launch was, it's it's a little worrisome with a third-party support with Nintendo. They've always kind of struggled with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Is there, you, you think as far as like which... Which got delayed first, basically. Honestly, I I don't even think it matters. Like I I know that they I bet you though anything that you're right though, and they were like, well, we can't we can't launch one without the other because not, like the NX is not going to sell. Yeah, because I think if they put it out, say the holiday season in November or even October to get an early start on it, they're going to be going up against the three or the three sixty. God, I'm still stuck in that generation <laughs> in my head. The PS4 and the Xbox One, um, and the Xbox One isn't doing that well either, but it's doing better than the Wii U, which is kind of sad that people make fun of it so much and it's doing better than the Wii U is. You know, they're going to be going up against these, you know, kind of the big two out of that console race with a new console, and if they don't have any content whatsoever, they're, they are looking down the barrel of another Wii U probably. I know, and then they'll have to deal with all the bad press of like, hey, they launched with like no numbers, and at least if they have Zelda with it, there's a small, small chance that they at least will do okay. Yeah, I, I think with a Zelda game, which they normally don't do very well out or like 
outside of the U.S. They're not huge sellers in Japan, which is kind of an odd thing. But, you know, if they launch it here, I mean, that might move a couple million units if they're lucky, you know, right off the bat. I mean, depends on how many people are willing to take another shot in a Nintendo console right off the bat. I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of the legions of Nintendo fans who will just, you know, devour whatever Nintendo throws at them and pretend like it's, like, you know, pretend the gruel is the best, you know, oatmeal in the world or whatever, mm-hmm. but... You know, like, realistically, even with this new one, I'm kind of up in the air. They're going to have to really sell me on the NX for me to make the jump and just get the NX and get Zelda with it. Because right now I'm kind of thinking, I'll probably just get it on the Wii U. I know, me too. Well, obviously, like, there's not even a question of whether or not I'm going to get it on the Wii U or not. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Yeah, you haven't even had your Wii U a year yet, have you? No, I haven't. We just bought it in um, in December. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you haven't even had it six months yet, really, so. It's still a fresh little baby. I know. I really like a, I won't tell you all the reasons I like it, but I'm happy I bought it. I'm happy with my purchase, and I will continue letting that be our game system until, I guess, you bully me into not buying, you know, into buying the NX eventually. I don't know. We'll really have to see. I mean, it took, what, two and a half years for me to talk you into it, Wii U? It was basically like Twilight Princess coming. I was like, okay, you you gotta get one now. I mean, seriously, you can't not get one now. It was pretty much that. And Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are on the virtual console there, too, so. Mm -hmm. So, it's always something to play. Wait, is Majora's Um, Mask on the virtual console on the Wii U now? I'm pretty sure... Oh, man. That's great. You know, I would go with the 3DS version, though, personally. Oh, really? Yeah. 3DS version of both those games, I think, is actually a little bit better than the actual console versions, unfortunately. Oh, well, that's good to know. And the, well, uh... Do, I won't do, do about a... digress too much. <laughs> do you have a... Do you have Ocarina of Time for the 3DS? I don't, actually. I have, um... Mm. I do have it for Virtual Console for the Wii U, though. Okay. So you should totally get it for the virtual or for, for he just said that uh, for the 3DS. It got knocked or like knocked down to that uh, Nintendo Selects or whatever. So it's 20 bucks mm-hmm. now. Oh, great. <laughs> so see, look, I just keep throwing things at you here. So let's oh, well. see. Darn, I have to go buy another game. Darn. <laughs> oh, oh, shucks. So so the other big thing, I think, with this whole Nintendo thing and the NX is they're not going to reveal anything at all about the NX at E3. Um, and even a little bit later, they kind of mentioned that they're like they're not really having a Nintendo Direct or like a Treehouse Live thing for E3. So they're really the only thing they're near as I can tell and all they really announce is that they're really concentrating on is really selling uh, the new Zelda game, which is going to be playable at E3. Mm-hmm. So they are truly doubling down on this, which I think is great, but at the same time, it's a little worrisome that there is... I mean, that game is now, you know, we'll we'll even just, we'll say 10 months out. They're not showing anything else playable on the floor, basically. That's crazy. It's, there's, I mean, I understand you want to get people hyped for Zelda, but Zelda builds its own hype pretty easily you need to get people excited about the other software you've got. And that kind of gets to the next point. What the hell does Nintendo have in the chamber right now? There's really not a lot. Especially the 3DS has a couple big heavy hitters coming. Well, we'll say at least one heavy hitter with the Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah. There's a few other things here and there that are a little bit more niche, but at least they'll, you know, they'll sell. They'll sell a fair amount of units. Or not maybe not consoles, but they'll sell actual... The games will actually sell. Whereas the Wii U... the only thing I can think of is that's like even got a potential for getting beyond like a niche market is uh, Paper Mario Color Splash. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy that. I love Paper Mario. I enjoy the Paper Mario games, too. Um, the only problem is Paper Mario has never been that huge of a title. No. <laughs> and there's literally nothing else in the works that they've shown. So the only, like, at this point, like, I kind of think the only thing that they could even show that might garner some excitement would be, like, maybe Mario Galaxy HD collection or something like that. Yeah, the Star Fox uh, Zero looks okay. It's, um, I don't know if that's really my type of game, but it looks, um, it looks fun. I don't know that, I don't know that it'll really go that well, but. You know, I, uh, I haven't, I haven't played it yet. I've got a few other things I need to finish playing up for some other, uh, for some other sites too, so I'm kind of like, okay, well, Star Fox Zero, I'll get to. Uh, from what I've heard, um, I don't know if I'm going to end up liking it very much. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I basically, um, did you did you get into Star Fox back in the day? Yeah. Kinda? No, I wasn't really into Star Fox. Okay, I mean, so basically, what it takes is Star Fox 64, but rather than just letting you use the controller to kind of you know go through the rail shooter sections of it, you have to use the gamepad to precision aim. Oh. <laughs> so you can you move about on the screen, but then to actually accurately shoot, you have to use the gamepad. And that I seems that. like a pain in the ass. So Yeah. Also I was looking at the they were showing two player mode and it sounds terrible. One person gets to drive and one player shoots. It's like I would kill whoever I'm playing with because I'd be like, You are ruining this for us and I'm sure they would be like, You are ruining this for us too. <laughs> yeah, it is a mutual hatred of each other, basically. Like everyone <laughs> is at fault in that one. It's like, No, you screwed up. No, you screwed up. It's Yeah, I just I... can't imagine it being great. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since we've gotten a Star Fox game, so it's pretty I mean, I don't know how it's sold, but if it, it it got kind of like average, it's like considered okay, mm-hmm. and with just okays for reviews, it really kind of makes me wonder if we're going to see a Star Fox again anytime soon. Bummer. Because we, the last one that came out, even that I can think of, was Star Fox sixty four three D for the three DS. Mm-hmm. But even before that, I think it was Star Fox Command for the DS. And then before that, Star Fox Assault, I want to say, for the GameCube. So it's been quite a while. Like, it skipped the it skipped the Wii entirely. So. Yeah. It's a little worrisome that all they have is... Uh, like, I would not bet all my money on Paper Mario, even though I love Paper Mario. I feel like there's just not that much love out there for Paper Mario. No, no. Um, and there's uh, something I'm buying, but I, I can totally see this not selling more than, like... 200,000 copies in the United States is uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp yeah. FE. I was like, that looks cool. And then they're like, and then it's about pop stars. I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a yeah. twist. <laughs> yeah, it's like, because originally it was supposed to be a Shibigami Tensei and Fire Emblem crossover. And like, I just thought like, oh, this is going to be like this heavy like RPG or, you know, tactical RPG or something like that. And I'm still not entirely sure what the hell the game is. I just was like, I'm going to get it just because it looks kind of interesting. So It looks really cool. I'm happy that they're not um, redoing the vocals on it. They're just going to let it be Japanese and have um, English subtitles. I think that is nice for once. That doesn't happen wish, too often. I wish they did that for Xenoblade Chronicles X because those English voices are, <laughs> well, we'll say, painful to listen to at times. Kind of they kind of, uh, the voices kind of match the dead eyes in the game. Like, there's almost no emotion in them sometimes. I'm like, this isn't good. Why are you talking? They find these people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've gotten so far away from, you know, uh, 
like the Resident Evil hokey voice voice acting of you know the kind of late nineties. Why in two thousand fifteen are we releasing games where it sounds just like that still? Mm-hmm. So I mean, hell, I mean that was maybe the mid nineties. I mean, you know, Metal Gear Solid came out in ninety eight, and that that voice acting is like still considered some of the best in video games. But whatever. <laughs> the three DS has a couple other things coming out too. Um, uh, again, niche. Dragon Quest 7 and 8, I don't know how big those are going to be. I'm really only interested in 7. And then finally, um, happily, I just it just got announced earlier this week, was Phoenix Wright. Ah, that's something I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, uh, hold on. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me do it justice. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice. <laughs> God, that mouthful. But at least it's not the Japanese title, which is, I can't even pronounce it. It's like you something type I, I you know forget it i'm not even gonna try, it's, gonna try. It's, I, I don't have it in front of me so i'm not even gonna try i, I just remember it starts with a g and a y i think so i'm like okay well i'm done i my mouth can't formulate that so yeah there's it, there's not a whole lot going on with the wii u and there's a bit with the 3ds but still it's like there's things are looking a little slim it looks like both those consoles are winding down and the 3ds i kind of get 3ds is a little bit older a little bit longer in the tooth at this point but the wii u I mean, it's going on maybe, what, four years this year? I know. It should be pretty young still. <laughs> yeah, where, you know, the 360 and the PS3, they both lasted 10 years. The Microsoft just announced like, maybe a month ago that they're ceasing production on the 360 finally. Wow. <laughs> and that was that rolled out the end of 2005. So we've been, yeah, it's been an 11-year run for that console, which is impressive. I mean, the Wii even got... When you think about it, the Wii even kind of got shifted off to the dumpster rather quickly. Well, I mean, the Wii. <laughs> oh, man, the poor Wii. Let's not talk about the Wii. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, in like retrospect of going through and kind of picking up some of the, uh, the games that I always want to try for the Wii, and there's actually a pretty decent library, but that was sort of the place for shovelware that in the ds before like mobile and like you know ios and android games kind of came into the forefront so there is a there is a lot of garbage for the wii yeah and the the wii controller i feel like i don't know i was like oh this is cool wii sports and then after that it's like oh man i just hate playing everything on this (laughs) yeah i agree especially when they like forcibly put motion controls in games that don't really need it. Twilight Princess. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of the arrow shooting in Twilight Princess. Like, oh. God. You know, <laughs> that, like, I was so I was so excited about that sort of stuff and eventually just got to the point where I just want to use a damn controller. The controller would be so much quicker. Right. But, unfortunately, we don't have that option, so whatever. Um, well, actually, yeah, we do now. I mean, yeah. I guess the GameCube version was out, but, you know. I don't think anybody played the GameCube version. I played it a little bit, but... I played it briefly on one of my friend's GameCubes. But it was like, I don't know, we played like A-level, and I was like, okay, I have to go home now. (laughs) (laughs) Keep playing Zelda without me. (laughs) See you later, bye. Yeah, you know, it's like, I I haven't tried it, but it's kind of oddly held its value where Twilight Princess for the uh, Wii has gone down in price quite a bit, like... If you try to go get a used copy of Twilight Princess Complete, it goes for like 40 to $60 still. Pretty good. Where the Wii version kind of goes for like $15, $20 maybe. Mm-hmm. So I it's like... 
I think it's just the rarity thing because the I don't think the GameCube got more than a, maybe a pressing or two of that because I it, when we were working at GameStop, I don't remember selling a whole lot of copies of the GameCube version. No, I don't think so. I think it was like a five or six to one ratio we were selling those things at. So, so with this whole thing of Nintendo not showing anything at E three outside or not okay, let me let me let me correct myself not not showing anything they're not having anything playable at e3 outside of this new zelda game Mm -hmm. it really does seem like they're sort of just caving in and just admitting defeat on the wii u it it just seems like okay well we're just gonna have to ride this out and we'll get to it when we well we'll never get to it i suppose it's too late (laughs) yeah i i pretty much agree with that or it might be like you know, we they might show, and I said this last time too, I think, so I don't think they're going to do this, but they might be like, look, we were joking the whole time. Look at this amazing game system that plugs into your brain or something. I don't know. <laughs> that could be the <laughs> NX, though. That could be the NX. Yeah, they're probably not going to do that. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, like, wondering what the hell they're going to do with this because they, they have been... Um, you know, kind of getting back to that point, but they have been, I, I think they're like having to give up this thing that they've been trying to do for the last now three console generation of having this second screen experience, like just admit that they haven't figured out how to implement it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, the D I mean the DS, the, um, the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance had like Crystal Chronicles, Four Swords Adventure, and even, um, something for Wind Waker, where you can like find treasure using the tingle tuner on your Game Boy Advance. I that. It's there's some stuff going on there, but not a whole lot. Um, the Wii, like I had totally forgotten it even did this, but um, Pokemon Battle Revolution, you could use your DS to fight with uh, your Pokemon on, um, you know, on the TV using the, or with the Wii. It was this weird, like, so they were trying to do it, like, okay, well, here's this. And, you know, I always, like, wondered why they didn't do something a little bit more, like, connected-wise with the DS and with the Wii. But I think maybe the technology wasn't there or they just hadn't thought about it enough and they tried to kind of shoehorn it in towards the or maybe towards the middle of the console's life cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because basically it was just fighting each other and the you, you could fight online, but the online service for the Wii has been taken down, so you can't even do that anymore. <laughs> so it's like, great, so... Which is kind of weird because they, you know, that means they also pulled a plug on the Smash Brothers Brawl. Oh yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, that had a very short lifespan when you really think about it. I mean, granted, Melee didn't have any sort of online integration, but you know, their first attempt at it, and they just like pulled a cord on it after just a few years. So, <laughs> poor Nintendo. They just they don't know they what don't... they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're that one company that it's like they seem like they know what they're doing and then they come out with something you're just like, oh, Nintendo, what are you doing? Yeah, go home, Nintendo, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, yes. It's just, why are you doing this to yourselves? I don't understand it. Um, I forget what it was that they did. Oh, it was the um, um, the Virtual Console, the uh, Super Nintendo Virtual Console games for the 3DS. They announced that they're doing them, but it's only for the new 3DS. Whoa. So, you know, they've kind of segmented the market on that, and it's just like, what? Even when you guys do something right, you still screw up. It's like, come what? on, what? That's upsetting. I was actually excited about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if you don't have a new 3DS, you're kind of out of luck, unfortunately. So I'll just go back to playing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. There's plenty coming out for the 3DS. Um, 
Oh, that's right. No, there isn't. We were talking about that. <laughs> oh, wait. Only can't fright. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. You're not excited for Metroid Prime Federation Force? Ooh. Ooh. When I saw that you don't get to play a Samus, I was like, oh, I don't want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the uh, general reaction uh, of everybody, I think, that saw it. And there are a lot of people trying to defend it, saying, if you play it, it's actually fun. But I don't think people that want to play a Metroid game, me, want to play that type of game in no. the Metroid universe. This could have been something else, but I think since we haven't had a Metroid game since Other M, this was kind of a slap in the face a little bit for Metroid. It's like, well, we're not getting anything, but here's this. This so, is sad. Yeah, I, you know, too. I would play if they released it. If they would just release the, the old Metroid Prime series someplace for me to play, I'd play that. Um, uh, it's on the uh, it's, it's on the Wii U Virtual Console. Oh, the yes, Wii thank you. I should just talk to you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep you like, it, please tell me where these games are now. <laughs> Jason, do these exist? Yes, yes, no, and what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, life could be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> you know where you know where to go if you need a fountain of useless knowledge in your head or in your head. <laughs> well, that's that's exciting at least. <laughs> yeah. See, at least you got that. So, and it, and because the. Uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy went up to, for a while, it was like $70, I think, at like GameStop and eBay, but it's kind of since went down again, and I think it's 20 maybe, on the Virtual Console on the Wii U, so, because they also have Punch-Out and Mario Galaxy 1 or 2, I don't remember. Yeah, I would love to, I still haven't beat, actually, this is a sad thing to admit, I have not beat the first Metroid Prime I've got like three fourths of the way through and I stopped for like a month and I was like, I have no idea where I am. <laughs> you know, you want, you want the honest God truth. I haven't finished it either. I, uh, I was still hanging on, um, hanging on to a dream of the Dreamcast, uh, making a comeback somehow. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. I don't know what was wrong with me. So you can hope. <laughs> and then the Xbox kind of came out and it had Panzer Dragoon Orta. And then I was like, Oh, this is exactly what I wanted. And then, yeah, and I kind of, I kind of was a late bloomer at the GameCube. I actually like was leaning on the Xbox and the PS2 a lot more heavily than I did the GameCube. So, yeah, which is a little bit of a strange thing to admit in retrospect. So, but anyway, um, yeah, it's it, it's a little kind of disturbing. Like when you think about like they've been chasing this thing for so long, and I think really the only thing that they've ever done where it's like done well is Mario Maker. Oh, yeah. I was looking at the updates for that today, and I was like, that looks awesome. It's, you know, I'm not creative enough to build a level. No, but... me neither, but I could play it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, there's a lot of cool creation tools in there, and I thought, I was like, you know, it'd just be great to do this. And, I, and like, as a player, I don't need the gamepad, but as a creator, that is the perfect thing to use, because you have the, you know, the usability of a tablet with a touchscreen, mm-hmm. and then you can just... Use it, you know, use it as a controller right afterwards to play it. And granted, not a very good controller, but a controller nonetheless. And right. <laughs> yeah, but but that's been the only thing. Like, I mean, you know, I I remember like being excited when the Wii U kind of was starting to being shown for what it was, thinking, oh, there's a lot of cool potential with this, and I just see nothing ever come to fruition with it. It was just like, oh, once again, the eternal disappointment of being a Nintendo fan. I know. I don't know why we keep keep up with it. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder myself. I'm like, you know, when was the last time I was ever like, oh, I totally want a Nintendo thing that really 
turns out to pay off in the end. I mean, granted, I like a lot of my Nintendo systems, but it's there's this, this kind of this backwards ass thinking sometimes with Nintendo. So it's their new stuff, especially, it's like I, there there's decisions. And I'm just like, well, who who are you that made this decision? This terrible, terrible decision. <laughs> Well, you know, even if you kind of go back in time a little bit and, like, look at the way they handled, like, the cartridge usage or distribution or how or whatever it was for uh, for the NES, like, mm-hmm. they had a iron grip on who could publish games and how many you could put out a year. That's, you know, that was where, like, Ultra Games came from was Konami putting out too many games every year, basically. Mm-hmm. So they created Ultra Games, a, uh, you know, kind of a fake label, basically, to publish more games. Hmm. So, but, you know, even back then, like, like, they controlled the carts. So if one of their games was coming out and they needed more carts to make a second shipment or whatever, they could delay another, uh, like, another publisher's game, basically, and say, like, well, we need the carts. You're going to have to wait. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So Nintendo's always had this kind of, like, oddball thing. It, it's only kind of... I don't want to say it's only come to light in the last maybe like 15 to 20 years of just how like how iron-fisted Nintendo was like in the NES days because it seemed like they just were like whatever it's all fun put it out and then you kind of go back and you look you're like wow Nintendo was kind of a jerky company when you think about it they were better then though that's true there were well there were a lot of better games and you know the Super Nintendo is just I still think is like one of the best consoles ever made so well enough nostalgia thing with the poor Nintendo stuff. <laughs> um, so I think the, like the bigger concern, I think with this whole Nintendo not coming to E3 and I, we kind of touched on it before was, is, is the third party support not there already for the NX? Are we already seeing the, the seeds of what the Wii U kind of sowed for, uh, for the NX that third parties aren't jumping on this thing. And maybe that's why they're not showing anything at all outside of Zelda. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, I'm pretty sure that was why the Wii U was delayed a bit too. Cause they had such a hard time or not delayed, but that's why it like showed up so poorly at the table because third parties just didn't want to develop for it. And probably I'm sure they have not done any better with this next generation. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been this really weird thing for them with that whole situation because when they first put out, the Wii U, like they were, they had a fair amount of third party support, but it was all like ports of stuff that you could already play on the PS3 and the 360. Mm-hmm. You know, there was um, like Batman Arkham Origins, which came out months later, Mass Effect 3, which is like nine months after Mass Effect 3 came out on the 360, PS3, and the PC. So it was like, well, do I even really, why would I buy this? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's. I mean, Nintendo really, you know, I think ever since the NES, like, where they kind of put their foot down with the whole, whatchamacallit, um, like, the third-party stuff as far as, like, controlling the cartridge distributions, I I think they've always kind of struggled with the third-party thing. Because even in the GameCube era, like, well, GameCube and the uh, and the Nintendo 64, like, I literally went through this uh, ROM site looking at the Nintendo 64 catalog, and I it didn't take me very long to get through it. I had no idea that the Nintendo 64 catalog was that tiny. Yeah. And you go through it, and it's like, wow, there's really not a whole lot of games that I kind of have any real nostalgia for that I want to play again. I mean, there's, you know, like Harvest Moon 64 for me, the two Zelda games, Mario 64, Paper Mario, <laughs> and that's... Getting to the point of everything I can think of. I mean, Goldeneye was okay back in the day, but I don't think I ever want to revisit it. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that one doesn't play very well now. And I was never a Perfect Dark fan, so. Probably it's terrible. <laughs> I'm willing to bet because Perfect Dark, like, that's pretty terrible, too. And that's supposed to kind of be similar to it, so. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, have you downloaded Mitomo? No. What is that? Uh, Tell me more. Uh, okay. So Mitomo is this weird little social app where you control your Mies and you don't even really control them. They ask questions and then you answer them as you. So your me acting as you asks you a question to answer about yourself. And then your friends can comment on it. They can like it. It's basically like a social network of sorts. And it's this very odd little thing. And this is Nintendo's first dabble into the mobile market, basically. This is their first thing that they've put out. So this is the first ge- I, oof, I really struggle to use the word game with <laughs> Mitomo. But it's their first game that they've put out on mobile or on, on any other device but a Nintendo system. So it's a little strange to see it. Um... But if you're at all familiar with Tomodachi Life, it kind of plays like that to a point, mm-hmm. but maybe a little stranger, I suppose, as far as the approach to it. Um, you can only friend people like either in the same room, if they're your friends on Facebook, if you're mutually following each other on Twitter, or by email. Mm. So you can't just like randomly search for people or anything that, like that's that. That's good. That makes me feel a little better about it. There is also... A, a shop where you can buy clothes for your me. Of course and you can. <laughs> it, there's a section that updates every day, and then like every week or so, they add in new stuff into the store that you have to play. Like, are you familiar with Plinko? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically Plinko. You send your friends me's down this Plinko thing to get to um, like the clothing item. So, and it's totally random. You can't control anything to it. So always, always with the oddities. So, and you know, they really haven't even launched like anything as far as like licensed merchandise for their stuff. They have Splatoon stuff, which, okay, cool. I guess it's a new property and that's kind of, that's done fairly well for them, but there's no Zelda stuff. There is a Mario costume and that's the end of it. Hmm. So it's like there's no there's no chance to dress up as Link. There's no chance to dress up dress up as Star Fox even. You know, it's like you just it's put out a Star Fox game. Yeah, a little bit of a missed opportunity, I think. So yeah, but so this fall is when Nintendo is putting out their next first, however you want to look at it, mobile games, and they're going to be Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem games. Now, apparently, the Fire Emblem game is going to be a full fledged Fire Emblem game, a real genuine tactical RPG. Um, and Animal Crossing is supposed to be a real, full, fleshed-out version of Animal Crossing. They're free-to-play, so I'm interested to see what the hooks are going to be in these things. Like, what is the thing that keeps you, or that gets you to spend money on them? Yeah, I mean, I could see... I don't know what you would buy in Animal Crossing, but I could definitely see that being a good mobile game. You could buy clothes. Yeah. Clothes, um, you know, like furniture, stuff like that. I, right. I could see that. Or, um, you know, they could have little games or something in there, too. I could, I would imagine that they could kind of squeeze something into. Yeah, I could see also, I would, I mean, I would probably, like, depending on if it was a good game, I would, I would pay a couple bucks for an Animal Crossing game. Yeah, it, it's, I, and since it's free to start, basically, mm-hmm. I, it, I'm going to give it a shot. It's just a matter of, is it going to be like Mitomo where, it gets its hooks in you the first couple of days and then everyone stops answering questions and then you just kind of stop caring about it. Yeah. 
I really enjoyed Animal Crossing. What was the newest one? New Leaf. Like, I really like that one a lot. And my daughter's playing it on her 2DS. So I've kind of gotten back into it a little bit. I'll come to her town and visit. And I'll give her some of my fruit so she can plant new trees in her village and everything. <laughs> it's cute. So... <laughs> But it, it, it really kind of makes me wonder, like, how they're going to handle this game. Like, what the game is going to be. Because I think Animal Crossing, out of all of their titles, is the best fit for a mobile platform and a mobile game. So it's it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, really, I can't think of any kind of, you know, monetization stuff outside of clothing items and the like. So yeah. how they do that, and maybe they keep a... Maybe they keep, like, the really cool stuff, like the Master Sword or stuff like that, you know, gated behind a paywall. Like, you can't get it unless you buy it, or it is a one in a billion chance of getting it unless you buy it. Yeah, that makes more sense. We'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, I'm kind of curious on how that's going to pan out, but I guess we'll see. I'll, uh, I'll be your friend. I'll visit your village. <laughs> there we go. Um, now, Fire Emblem is another one I'm a little... That was that one I'm a little bit more concerned about, because that is a pretty deep and heavy tactical RPG. Um, as far as how they're going to make it, like, do the, uh, like, actual paywall stuff, the only thing I can really think of is, like, oh, your character died, you can either let them die permanently or do, or pay, you know, a dollar or whatever to revive them. Yeah. Um, maybe keep fan favorites like Ike, um, and Marth behind a paywall, too. Like, hey, if you pay five dollars, you can have this legendary Fire Emblem character in your party, too. Yeah, I could see that being a paid thing. Yeah, so that's that's the one I think might be a little bit easier as far as gamifying it and actually maybe having a better chance of monetizing it, but still, like, again, Animal Crossing, I think a great fit. Fire Emblem, I thought, was a little bit of an odd fit, but I think a better fit than, like, a Mario game, so. We will see. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, very interesting to see what will happen with those two, so... Um, that kind of wraps up everything I wanted to talk about on that section. So if you want to go run down the, uh, the April, uh, Nintendo Direct, got I'm forgetting what it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, we've talked about most of the stuff I wrote down, um, like Paper Mario, Tokyo Mirage sessions, um, not interested in Metric Prime because I can't be Samus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. It's, it's just this weird little thing of us like, why are you making a Metroid game without Samus? Why? I, I just do not understand that one. I know, right? Especially it's like, as a woman, it's like, yeah, I take away my my one chance to be a female character who kicks butt. Thanks. <laughs> no. And isn't, and isn't crazily overly sexualized either. Yeah, exactly. Take away the one armored woman out there in the world. Yeah. yeah. Who, you know, it shocked our little minds when we were kids to find out, Samus is a girl? Oh my god. I know. So I don't... I'm not going to play that. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, I... God, I'm trying to remember like the last Metroid game I really enjoyed. That I don't know. It's been a while. I just want to... You know what I, I really want? I just want a Super Metroid-type game on the 3DS. That would be interesting. Or a very pretty version of it on the Wii U. I, I would love that. I don't think we're going to get it, though. Well, let me say this. I It's clear we're not going to get it. Otherwise, they would have led with that and then said... Hey, look at Federation Force. That's also coming out. Hey, look at this other game. Yeah. One thing that would be great, and this is also not going to happen for the NX, is if, like, also this is, like, thinking Nintendo has any sort of tact or secrecies. They were like, oh, and a new Metroid game, and a Castlevania game, and a this. And a, if they just were like, just kidding, we actually have our shit together. And there's, like, all oh, these great games <laughs> you all love. 
Well, unfortunately, Konami doesn't really seem to be in the uh, market of making games much anymore. So Castlevania sad. might be a uh, might be a dead option. I know. I like to dream. <laughs> but you know, there have been a lot of indie developers who have kind of taken up the uh, kind of taken up the torch of the Castlevania series, where they play very similar to a Castlevania game like Symphony of the Night or the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, DS and Game Boy Advance games, so there's a lot of options out there anyway, so maybe maybe the world doesn't need Castlevania. Even the guy who kind of is labeled as responsible for the oh, and I shudder to say this word, Metroidvania um, <laughs> their uh, Igarashi, he, he's got a game called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night or Ritual of the Night coming out 2017 I want to say and it very much looks like a Castlevania game that's an exploratory platformer. I'm not saying Metroidvania again. Damn it, I just did it. Oh, God, I hate that word. So, yeah, so there's that hope anyway, but I, yeah. Unlikely. Yeah, we're never going to, I I don't know if we're ever going to see, I don't want to say ever, but it's going to be a long time before we see a genuine Castlevania game because Konami is very much into uh, pachinko games now. They're making a Silent Hill pachinko game, so. Yeah, that's, yeah, a little. A little worrisome, I suppose. What a choice. (laughs) It's where the money is, I suppose. So, I mean, look how much money it costs to make uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, and I wonder how much of that they've made back. I mean, it sold quite a bit, but it cost a metric fuckton to make. So, I can't imagine Nintendo's got their shit together. As much as I I wish they did, I kind of can't imagine they don't have it together for that. No, I don't think so. (laughs) So, what was one of the next things on there? Um, I mean, we pretty much covered it all, uh... My notes are kind of funny. It's like um, Disney Art Academy. I had a book like this that taught me how to draw Disney characters. But I was like, there's a Pokemon Art Academy too, I think, if I remember right. I used to trace Pokemon. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you my stories. <laughs> I used to trace Pokemon, and I, then I could draw them. Um, I could have made those games when I was eight. <laughs> uh, see, Vanessa, you should have gotten into game development when when you were younger. When I had the chance. <laughs> yeah, see, should have should have went for it. <sighs> was there anything else really in the in that direct, or that kind of cover it? That kind of covered it between um, those few things, and then us talking about the games during our we you in uh, in X talk. That, that covered everything. As far as Zelda goes, do you have anything you're hoping for, hoping to see, hoping it does? I just want to play like. Or not play like, but you know, like just be like a good solid story with some good solid dungeons. Kind of like I don't know, just not disappointing. It doesn't have to be awesome, but if it could just be like somewhat like the Twilight Princess and less like the like the Skyward Sword, I'll be pretty happy. If it can be like towards one end of the spectrum and not the other. <laughs> I, I'll agree with that. Um, gameplay style wise, are you hoping for anything? Do you are you hoping it's kind of a or you know maintains the ocarina of time link to the past like thing that every zelda or almost every zelda game has done since those or maybe kind of goes back to the original zelda and gets a little bit more open-ended because that's what it's looking like it might be i would have a hard time i've been watching uh my husband's been playing the original zelda lately and he's just like walking around blowing up rocks and trees and i'm like how can you do anything like i'm (laughs) so sad about this (laughs) So, did you, like, not really play the first Zelda very much, or...? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay. It's, you know, there's something to that design that, like, at the time, it was, like, it was amazing. And I still think it the game itself holds up very well. It's just a matter of, hopefully, if this is what kind of what Nintendo is trying to do, that they, like, realize, 
the you know 30 years of game design since then basically because mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's been a lot of stuff that's happened and come into the industry since uh you know the first zelda launch so they're kind of hinting that it is going to be this like open world sort of thing but i am a little concerned because i remember that talk on skyward sword too yeah, I know. I remember that. It was a scary time. Well, it was an awesome yeah. time until it came out, and then it was a terrible time. I would be okay yes. with, like, the open world, and I think it would be really cool if they gave you the ability to, like, kind of do dungeons in any order you want. Not any order, but, like, what if I do the fire temple before, the, you know, the the grass temple, I guess, or the, you know, whatever the green temple would be in this game. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Well, and they did dabble that in it a little bit in A Link Between Worlds. Uh-huh. Did you play that one? No, I didn't play that. Oh, Vanessa, that is the best Zelda game that's come out in years. You really? should totally buy that. Yes. What is that for? Is that Game Boy? 3DS. 3DS. 3DS? Oh, I should, 3DS. Just, yeah. I should just start buying 3DS games. You know, my catalog of 3DS games is finally getting to the point where it takes up a shelf. Um, it's not quite as huge as my DS collection, but yeah, no. there's Because for the 3DS, there's Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, um... A Link Between Worlds, and then there's, um, yeah, Triforce Heroes, which I bought just because I feel like I have to own every Zelda game, and I got it for 20 bucks, so I was like, okay, I can live with that. It, it kind of is supposed to play, like, Four Swords Adventures, I guess. It just seemed kind of strange, so it's something I'll probably dive into eventually, but I'd rather replay um, A Link Between Worlds. But, yeah, I'm amazed you didn't... I'm surprised I did not bully you into that first. Right. Because that one... I know, I'm... I'm <laughs> I am a failure here. Oh God, failure as a friend. Jesus, because that game is marvelous. It is. It is. It is as much of a sequel to A Link to the Past, I think, as it as it could possibly be, without just being the exact same game. Basically, the way it plays, um, when you start off, you can rent the tools from uh, from where your house is in the middle of the world mm-hmm. in in the first Zelda. And so that allows you to go into the dungeons at, you know, in kind of any order you want to. The bosses aren't really scaled to where they're so difficult that if you go in there as the first dungeon, it will just wipe the floor with you. You might have a harder time approaching some dungeons um, than, you know, first rather than maybe towards mm-hmm. the end. But it's kind of one of those things where it's, if you want a little bit more of a challenge, you can take it that way. And it's kind of cool because it feels in that sense, like a mashup between the first Zelda and A Link to the Past, that you sort of have this ability to jump between the dungeons. Well, that sounds, that sounds like, I'm going to put that on my wish list for Amazon. Yes. Yeah, you had better do that, because I, I, am, I, am, I am absolutely astounded I did not manage to talk you into that one. It's probably my favorite portable Zelda game outside of Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Oh, with that, we should probably wrap up because my throat is starting to get a little sore here talking. So, <laughs> yeah, and I think we've covered the, covered everything we've needed to cover. Yeah, I think we've got everything there. So, outside of outside of you needing to pick up a link between worlds, um, I think I think we've kind of done everything we need to do here with this with this uh, little <laughs> Nintendo discussion. So, God, I can't believe you didn't play that. God, Vanessa, I'm so I'm disappointed in myself, but more disappointed in you almost. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Like, poor shame. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to friend your husband on Facebook and just message him and be like, dude, get, get her, get her like, between worlds. Just do it. Yeah, just every time I bring around, just do it. <laughs> just, uh, just you know, when she's when she's coming home from work one day and you're just kind of hanging out, be like, oh, I got you a little something, sweetie. Look on the look on the kitchen table. Have flowers and a link between worlds. I would be pretty happy with that. <laughs> See, maybe, you know, maybe I should message it. Be like, dude, I got you covered. Get this. <laughs> <laughs> 
from one dude to another. That and find another uh, Pikachu Nintendo 64. I have mine still. I know. Just saying, get you a second one. I could always use a second one. It's true. Say, I'm saying. I do you have the it. controller? Do you have the controller? I do have the controller. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I was gonna say, get the controller that matches. You know what? And if <laughs> and if he's uh, and if he's ever mad at you, get get you. Hey, you Pikachu for the Nintendo 64. Oh, I'd be so sad. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of a bummer. I mean, it can't be any worse than uh, what was that for GameCube? I'm thinking of. Um, hey, you Pikachu is definitely for the N64. I know, but I'm thinking there was like a uh, Pikachu thing for the GameCube. That let's see. For the Google or a Pokemon, <laughs> or a Pokemon TV thing. God. You know, normally my brain's pretty good at remembering things, but this one it is not liking. Let's see. Oh yeah, Pokemon Channel. Pokemon. See, okay, I knew there was something. Yeah, that was the GameCube. That was yep, see? bad. I didn't play that one. No. Um, oh. Yeah, probably probably a good idea. I didn't, I suppose, huh? <laughs> What's the? Point? I, uh, <laughs> I I I you know I spent enough money on Pokemon games when I was younger that like I imported. Or bought an import copy of uh, Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Yellow. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know what? I even think I bought, or maybe my brother had bought the uh, uh, Japanese version of Pokemon Snap. Oh, I love Pokemon Snap. That's a game that needs to come out on the virtual console. Yeah, that'd be great. Desperately. I, that. I really liked that game, and that was such a simple yeah. game. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm amazed, absolutely amazed with the Wii U. They haven't done it again. Because that would be the one where... Pick it up the, the, the Wii U gamepad and use it like a camera would actually be kind of a good idea. We should email them. I guess it's no, no point now, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's probably too late at this point. They, they're probably like, that might sell! In the garbage with you! I know, probably what they would be like is like, oh my gosh, what a great idea! And they'd be like, oh well, it's too late. <laughs> or, oh my gosh, it's a great idea, except let's use the Wii U and then, or the, the Wii, or yeah, the Wii remote and the nunchuck instead. Oh, they would do that too. It's and like, they'd be no. like a requirement. It's like, no, no, why are you doing this? You have the thing you need right there. So, yeah. Just, just anyway, <laughs> God, we're just depressing ourselves here. So let's yeah. we should probably wrap this up before I think we both just hang ourselves on a Nintendo noose or something. <laughs> anyway, Vanessa, thanks for thanks for helping me talk about this stuff because I, I needed somebody to bounce off of this. Great as always. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. So um, you can follow us on Twitter at gamesandjunk.net. Uh or no, it's just Games and Junk on Twitter. And our website is gamesandjunk.net. God, I am I am wonderful at this. Um, Facebook, Games and Junk. Uh, Twitter, my personal one is Jason Ariel. And Vanessa, you are? Um, at Vicarious Rock. There you go. So that. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, you can always find it in my followers if you really wanted to. So if you can go to me, and then you can follow everybody on the Games and Junk staff. Or follow the game. Well, no, the Games and Junk one, we kind of follow a lot of developers and stuff. Just so I can kind of keep, keep abreast of all that stuff. So... Maybe just go to mine. Probably easier that way. <laughs> anyway, uh, this has been the Games and Junk Podcast, episode 49. I don't think we've got a title for this one outside of Nintendo Sadness, so maybe we'll just rock that. So. Later. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure out something as I'm editing this, because I, I, I have to edit this now after my coughing fits in here, so yeah, I don't think the... You know, I, I didn't have to mention the coughing fits or the editing that I'm going to have to do, because if I edit it out, no one's going to notice. I'll probably just have to edit this out, too. Yeah, this is... Yeah. God, I'm a good podcaster, so... Anyway, thanks for listening to the Games and Junk Podcast.